All you DFS players out there, listen up. The DFS pass from the fantasy footballers is on sale. It's $29.99 one time for the rest of the season. That will give you access to our proprietary stats where we try to pick out the best players. As Ben Cummins said to me before this podcast, his favorite part of the DFS pass is actually Chris Meany's articles and write-ups, but you get Ben Cummins' articles and write-ups as well. The Buzz Report, the Vegas Report, there's all sorts of things that will help you make smarter decisions. Go to DFSPass.com. Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast, coming to you from the Playdraft Studios, with your hosts, Mike Wright, Ben Cummins, and Chris Meany. Ho, ho, ho! Ho, ho, ho! Christmas is coming soon. We're going to have a little bit of extra quiche, thanks to some DFS lineups. I'm your host this week and last week, Jason Moore from the Fantasy Footballers Podcast, joined as always on the DFS show with Ben Cummins and Chris Meany, two of the brightest, best minds in DFS. Chris has been slaying the rankings on DFS for as long as DFS has been around, and Ben Cummins just keeps winning lineups for himself and others over and over and over. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure to have you in. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. It's good to talk to you again two weeks in a row. What a pleasure. And What a uh, pleasure. You're listen, right. this is a challenging week. It is tough. you got the two Saturday games. you got some big-time players playing Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night. So it's, it's, a, it's a different week. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, this is, this is really going to be the type of week where... You need to think a little bit more. You need more insight. Uh, that's why you know tools like the DFS Pass can be really helpful when you take out so many really good, high-quality players from your normal classic uh, lineups. So, Ben, how are you doing today? I think pleasure is a fantastic word to use. It's always fun to talk to you, Jason, and it's an awesome time of year just because, yes, people are getting knocked out of their their season long in their dynasty leagues, but there's so many players getting knocked out too that it opens up. It makes that that uh, that puzzle so much more fun to put together. So why not come in here, have a little fun, make a few lineups, see what you can do, and keep the uh, you know the fantasy football going not only now but in the playoffs as well. So we still got a lot of season to go. Let's get it. Yeah, that's an important thing to realize is that even though, you know, normal season long fantasy leagues, and I know the fantasy footballers are, we've got a big audience for this from the season long. So a lot of players coming over, maybe trying DFS uh, for the first time. We refer to this show as DFS for the rest of us. Playoff DFS is a blast and we'll keep going in, you know, all the way through the NFL playoffs. Uh, week 17 is actually legitimate. In DFS, we won't shame you like we do in season-long leagues, but uh, today we've got a great show. We're going to get through our cash picks, our GPP picks, kind of talk about uh, what we're seeing on some of our favorite stacks, and of course, we will have our DFS Battle Royale, including the all-important update from last week's head-to-head-to-head matchup. But first, it's time to get uh, get to those simple cash games. Mm-hmm. 
Straight cash, homie. Oh, straight cash. So again, cash games. These are these 50-50 games. You have to make sure that you get guys who aren't going to completely blow it. You don't have to be first out of 100. You've got to be first out of two. You got to beat the other guy, basically. Heads up, straight cash, cash games. Well, let's start at the quarterback position this week. Who are your favorite quarterback plays, Ben? Yeah, I, I'm looking at this Patriots and Steelers game, and I just can't help but get excited. I know Big Ben kind of got hurt a little bit last week, but he, and he's going to miss some practice. He's going to play. I'm actually not talking about him right now, though, because on the other side of the ball, even though Tom Brady's 41 and I feel like his upside, he's shown us a little bit this year that it is a little bit limited in this matchup with a, you know, Edelman was suspended at the beginning of the year. Now he's healthy. Josh Gordon comes in. He was on the injury report. Now he's healthy. Gronk's beat up. Now he's healthy. He's got James White. He's got all of his weapons. I like this matchup. The Steelers can be beat. They rank 21st in past DVOA. And I'm looking at Tom Brady on DraftKings. At only $5,900, and I'm liking that price. He's the same price as Lamar Jackson, who's another guy that I like. But, of course, he comes with a little bit more pedigree. And in, in cash, we're trying to trust uh, our plays. So feel like you can trust Brady. But um, pivoting to Jackson, even though he um, you know, is only a flash in the pan so far, I think that he has, has shown that there's some excitement that where it could be more than that. Joe Flacco looks ready to go, but the Ravens are rolling with him anyway. And they are at home in a fantastic matchup against the Buccaneers. The Bucs are 27th in passing yards allowed per game, 28th in pass DVOA. That's another defense we've picked on all year. So let's keep it going, especially, again, with the Ravens at home. And we love to talk all the time about how if those quarterbacks can give you that not only rushing floor but also upside, that's amazing. And Jackson, in his four starts, has at least 71 rushing yards in every game. So um, two guys at that $5,900 price tag, sub 6,000 that I think are in good spots and that can save you a little bit of cash, good plays as well. I, I love this. We've got, you know, both I'm, I'm looking at uh, Meany's picks and your picks. We're going rushing rookie quarterback and, you know, tried and true veteran. But let me ask you real quick, Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson's cheaper on FanDuel, but if it's head heads up on DraftKings, which one are you taking since they're the exact same price? I'm rolling with Tom Brady. I, I like the game. Um, I like the spot. Brady's been good. And like I said, the weapons with everybody healthy and Gronk having a great game last week. And, um, you know, yeah, with everybody healthy last week, Tom Brady finished uh, as the quarterback one. So that's pretty good. <laughs> Meaning. And everybody's talking about how Gronk has destroyed the Steelers. That's another thing to keep in mind. Yes. I feel like Gronk should have a solid game here. That's going to help Brady as well. Prefer him. I tried to work Gronk into my uh, cash game lineup and I was like, man, this is a tough week. I could not afford it. Uh, so I had to pivot. Meany, who are you going with? Who's your rushing rookie and your tried and true vet? Yeah, it's Josh Allen for, for much of the same reason as Ben's talking about Lamar Jackson. It's really tough to get away from Tom Brady at that price on DraftKings. I agree, Ben. I think that's a great call. And on the other side, I love Big Ben as well in cash and tournaments. But for Josh Allen, it's just that safety now that we've had over the past couple of weeks with his rushing ability. And he has at least 20 fantasy points in three straight games, 77 total over that span, the 10th highest scoring player over the last four weeks using only rushing numbers. So that's accounting for all of the running backs. 
597 passing yards, three touchdowns and four picks in his last three games. Not great, but it's the rushing ability that has me intrigued. 335 rushing yards in his last three games. It's the second most rushing yards by anybody over the span. It's the second most ever by a quarterback in a three-game span. He passed Michael Vick's record set in 2006, 294 rushing yards in three games. Now Allen leads the league in rushing yards, 490. He's got five rushing touchdowns. He's got 16 red zone rushing attempts, just two behind LaShawn McCoy, who's questionable to play this week. And on top of that, I know the passing ability hasn't really been there for him. It's a good spot against Detroit. They rank 31st in past DVOA, and they've given up a ton of passing yards over the last four weeks. In fact, the third most fantasy points allowed to quarterbacks, and that was with Arizona not doing anything against them last week. So it's a pretty good spot for him. And then I'll go to Andrew Luck. I I like this game between the Colts and the Cowboys. I'll talk about Dak Prescott in a little bit. We mentioned him in cash last week. I think Zeke is the play in cash. We'll talk about Dak in a little bit, but this is the second highest total of the board on the main slate, 47 points. Andrew Luck, he ranks second in passing attempts, third in completions, second in passing touchdowns, fifth in yards. I understand Dallas's defense. I'm really impressed with the Cowboys defense. Uh, you know, it's it's been top notch. It really has been. But luck going back home in this high total. Uh, the team implied total for Indianapolis is 24 and a half. It's one of the highest on the board. So I, I feel like you can just rely on luck, but it's hard to get away from Brady's price. I will say that. Yeah, yeah I was going to cap this quarterback cash segment with, okay, so Tom Brady, got yeah, it. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so <laughs> let's get to the cash running back. Now, we talked a lot last week about the strategy of cash games and how – it's tempting, especially with a week like last week when you have a lot of backups mispriced who have the ability to pop and they're so cheap. Uh, it's tempting to get away from the stud running back and, and you know put your money in wide receiver, quarterback, other positions, even tight end. And lo and behold, it, we said that's probably not the best strategy in cash games. You want those running backs. And that was correct. Because, you know, I pivoted away from that as an attempt, and it was a failure. Uh, ben, you've been beating that drum. So let's make the boring cash pick running back here. <laughs> you don't need to spend too much time on it because yeah. it's, it's obvious. But uh, tell us who you got. Yeah, let's keep it going. It's Zeke. You bet you're behind, Meanie, that it's Zeke. 40, 40 touches and 41 opportunities last that's week. Real. And that's the whole kind of that Gus Edwards thing that I threw out there. Zeke had like 12 targets, or 13 targets caught 12 passes, I believe. That's an insane game for a wide receiver. Before we even talk about, oh, yeah, he goes over 100 rushing yards. He put up 30-plus on DraftKings, and he didn't even score a touchdown. That's what this type of opportunity can give you, and that's what Zeke has been doing. So I, I basically wrote that the number one DFS rule right now is to just mash in Zeke no matter what. He's averaging 2.85 more chances, more opportunities per game than anybody else in the league. So we're going to play him, even though the, the Colts' run defense has been pretty solid. Again, if you have the opportunity to catch double-digit uh, passes, score through the air or the ground. You're just going to keep playing this guy. And then Joe Mixon is kind of like the perfect uh, middleman here because he's only $6,100 on DraftKings, but he has the chance to be that stud running back. Now, the Bengals are super banged up right now. But who are they playing against this week at home? Oh, yeah, it's that Raiders defense that we've been attacking all year, and we're going to keep doing it. They rank 31st in rushing yards allowed per game, 
27th in run, run DVOA. And Mixon had a great game last week. Uh, I had to, you know, jump on Twitter and tell Meany, stay away from my play. I already put him in the Google Doc because Meany's <laughs> seeing it too. He saw 31 touches and 32 opportunities last week, and he ranks eighth in the league in opportunities per game. So that volume has been there for Mixon, and you're getting the salary savings plus the matchup, plus at home, too good of a spot there to pass up. And he's going to free you up enough salary to still be able to play Zeke. So let's keep it going. Yeah, Mixon is a great, great value. I I mean, what you're getting volume for price is fantastic. And just to hammer home the Zeke thing, because I, I don't know that a lot of people have realized how involved he's been in the passing game, not just this last week, right? on the pace of the season. His season-long pace is 100 targets. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. And if you look since his bye, where they really got him more involved uh, that week nine bye, from that time, he's on pace for 128 targets and 115 receptions. So, yeah, uh, Mash and Zeke. Meany, you, on the other hand, you're you're getting a little crazier here. You're going to have to convince me on these two guys. <laughs> yeah, I am getting a little crazy. And, you know, for Zeke, he had he passes Kerr high in targets and catches after week nine. I mean, this guy's been completely balling out. But, yeah, David Johnson is interesting to me. Not so much in tournaments because I feel like his his upside, his ceiling is a little bit capped because this Arizona offense, is, it's not fantastic. But for Johnson, at least 19 touches in six straight games. That's good enough for me going up against this Falcons defense that ranks 31st against the Run, according to Football Outsiders, they've allowed the seventh most rushing yards, the fourth most fantasy points to running backs. Last season, they allowed the most catches to backs. This season, they're allowing the most catches to backs. And for Johnson, he had eight catches on 10 targets last week, both season highs for him. So I think he's in a decent spot this week. And then Derrick Henry, you know, I think Whoa. a lot of people are going to look to Derrick Henry it. My in boy, tournaments. My boy. Let- yeah, listen, we could joke all we want about Derrick Henry and, and and the game he had and, and people playing him in season-long formats SFB, or winning consolation SFB. brackets in season-long formats, whatever it is. Derrick Henry completely showed up last week. He's not going to go for 238 yards this week, and if you're expecting a huge game like that, you'll probably dis- be disappointed, but this is a good spot for him against the Giants. I think he can get to 100 yards on the ground. I think he can find a touchdown. Even forget about the four touchdowns last week. He had five in his previous six games. He came on strong last season when DeMarco Murray was sidelined and had some injuries and we know how strong he was when given the opportunity in the playoffs and just look at the Titans when they give Henry the ball at least 17 times they're 3-0 the last three times he's had double digit carries they've won those games give him the ball and if you look at the Giants over the last few weeks Jordan Howard 76 rushing yards against him in week 13 Tariq Cohen had over 180 total yards week 12 Josh Adams 84 rushing yards week 11 Peyton Barber 106 rushing yards week 10 Matt Breda over 100 yards and then Adrian Peterson over 140 uh, in week eight last week was all about Mark Sanchez ever since this team has traded Damon Harrison they have not been able to stop the run don't look into last week's uh, performance with AP it was just Sanchez in this offense not moving the ball so I think you can play Henry at five thousand dollars you know it's it's you know I love the Mixon and Zeke but you can go Mixon Henry and Zeke and I think that's a pretty good combo all right all right I do say uh to everyone listening make sure you're monitoring the David Johnson health uh yes not much has been made but he did not practice on Wednesday was a limited participant on Thursday and that is not normal for David Johnson. Sometimes it's like, oh, well, players take Wednesday off. I went back and looked at the last several weeks of practice reports. He's a full participant every day. And so the quadricep, we, we have seen a quad injury cause problems recently for uh, a few uh, players. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, let's, uh, let's yeah, go. Yeah, keep to- an eye on that. It's a good call. 
Well, let's go to wide receivers here. Uh, ben, I love your first one. Hit it off. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, Meany, I love it too. Like uh, Andrew Luck is my favorite quarterback of the week. Now he's a little bit more expensive, but love him. And I agree with you that the Cowboys' defense has been solid. They've they've exceeded my expectations. I think they're they're pretty darn good. But this is in Indianapolis. I always put more weight on teams that are at home and superstars that are at home. I think that they have a little bit more, um, just in general, opportunity to blow up at home. And that's what I think T.Y. Hilton can do. And if you keep looking at his price, especially on DraftKings, $6,800, they just continue to misprice him. And it's just completely disrespectful. He needs to be $75, close to $8,000 with the other studs. He's not, and it makes no sense. He's 15th in the league in targets per game. He has seen 35 targets over the past three weeks, and he's coming off of a, oh, 199 receiving yard performance last week. And yeah, but he, so, didn't get a t- he didn't get a touchdown. He didn't get a touchdown. He only got 199 yards. But in DFS, especially DraftKings, which is my favorite, my specialty, touchdowns don't necessarily matter. Again, look at what we just talked about with Zeke last week, the three-point bonus. TY is always a threat to get you that on uh, DraftKings. So, yeah, great spot. And guess what? He could score this week. And then because, you know, I'm always talking about the the play the stud running backs, which, by the way, to carry on to what you were saying, Jason, when when these cheaper running backs become available, granted, they're not awful plays, but because people are excited about playing them, that's going to move the ownership percentage of the stud running backs down, which you can look at as a positive rather than thinking, oh, what if I don't play Jalen Samuels? Like, oh, what if I can get Christian McCaffrey at, you know, 40% owned instead of 65% owned. That makes a big deal. So we're always looking for these cheap wide receivers that allow us to continue to play the studs. And I think it's one of the, the most fun aspects of DFS in general because it's these these receivers that nobody wants, but neither does DraftKings because they're priced so cheap that you can get six receptions for 60 yards um, you know, at low ownership percentage and at, at a cheap price. And so as kind of much as it pains me to do this, I think that the Raiders receivers are in that category because somebody has to catch the ball and they have a good matchup against the Bengals. So this is kind of bad on bad for defenses. The Bengals rank 29th in passing yards allowed per game and 27th in pass DVOA. So we have not only Jordy Nelson, but we have Seth Roberts as well. Jordy Nelson is $4,200 Roberts is $3,700. Jordy has seen 18 targets and caught 16 of those over the past two weeks, whereas Seth Roberts has seen at least six targets in three of his last four games, played on 78% of the offensive snaps in two consecutive contests. He had a concussion last week, didn't think he was going to play. He does. He posts a pretty solid stat line, and those prices just continue to be affordable enough to where Again, it's kind of like what I was talking about with Bruce Ellington last week. It's kind of what, like what I talked about with um, Deshaun Hamilton on the Periscope on Sunday. These are guys that are cheap, that are going, that should be able to give you bankable volume, and that's always something that we're looking for in DFS because you can't just play all the studs. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. It's gross, but it makes mm-hmm. sense. Yep. Meanie, <laughs> uh, give me some medicine for that gross take, but <laughs> yeah. it's still good. <laughs> I like Jordy as well. You know, Ben, you make a good point. That's it's not been medicine. contrarian lately to spend up for running backs. But, uh, yeah, I'm spending up here for wide receivers and, and just, again, tacking that uh, that high total, 52 points between the Patriots and the Steelers. So we talked last week, Jason, about, you know, remember we had that conversation about Juju and Antonio Brown and how mm-hmm. maybe Juju was the play in tournaments a little bit cheaper. The price gap is it's a little bit smaller this week between the two. But for Juju, I mean, both wide have been really, really good, obviously. it's Brown is get, he's getting more targets. 
targets. He has more touchdowns, but it's Juju who has six more catches and almost 200 yards more than Brown. And Brown has, he's got to draw Stephon Gilmore, Bill Belichick, who takes away the opposing team's best players, you know, often. And Brown has been one of those guys who have been taken away in this matchup. But for Juju, at least 90 yards in four of his past five games, he's hit the 100-yard mark seven times this season. So I like him this week. And then there's Julian Edelman playing in the slot. Remember a couple weeks ago when the Steelers put a linebacker on Keenan Allen in the slot and they had no <laughs> idea what to do with them? Yeah. Yeah, well, they've allowed the most yards to slot wideouts this season. That was a big part of it. And yeah. third most fantasy points to them, eight touchdowns to slot wideouts. So for Julian Edelman, double-digit fantasy points in eight of his nine games this season. Ben mentions how healthy he is and he's back. And, and this is a matchup that that I want to attack. Love yeah, that. I love I love Julian Edelman. He was my start of the week uh, uh, yesterday on the Fantasy Footballers podcast. I think he is going to get peppered with targets, especially if you're in DraftKings or playing full PPR. Yes. There's not a lot of the mid-priced wide receivers that I that I like. So Julian Edelman, T.Y. Hilton, I think you can, uh, you can afford to build lineups around them if you're looking at cash games. Okay, so same game. I know it seems a lot of Patriots, a lot of Steelers going around. Ben, are you paying up for Gronk? I'm very intrigued by it. I think that he's probably the best tight end play of the week. I'm super, super excited about it. Uh, $5,800 against the Steelers defense that, again, has struggled, you know, as Meany just talked about, to cover the middle of the field. Um, shout out to Graham, Barfield, Graham Barfield, sorry, who's one of the best followers on Twitter. Um, and he's talking about what Gronk has done against the Steelers as everybody's talking about. His stat lines against them recently are crazy. And also, again, the Steelers have struggled to cover that middle of the field. Gronk um, runs 90% of his routes in the slot or tight per Graham Barfield. So he's in that part of the field. He's finally healthy. He puts together a good game last week. So it's cash. Yes, he's he's expensive a little bit. So for those reasons, I have no problem if you're saving money. And that's something that I like to do. Um, and, you know, we'll talk about some other guys. But Jason, you talked about it. You were tempted to try to get up there. I think that if you're able to find a way to do that, I don't hate it, especially talking about how much I love Brady, uh, love that Edelman call. And I like Gronk. I think this is a good spot, not only for the Patriots, even though this is kind of where we've been talking, but for the Steelers as well. I like this game from a fantasy perspective, and that makes me want to elevate the players, as I always talk about in the game, Gronk being one of them. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, it's my understanding that most of these platforms – uh, require you to play a tight end. You can't just say, uh, no, they gross me out. And so if, you, if you're not paying up for Gronk, but you still want to have sure production, meaning who else can we rely on? Yeah, it's hard to imagine talking to anybody out of Gronk, uh, you know, and $200 cheaper. You can go Jared Cook. But uh, for Cook, seven catches, at least seven yeah. catches in each of his past two games, 100 yards in those two games as well. He's got six touchdowns, three in the last four games. And Ben mentioned the Bengals and, and, and the Raiders, just both of these teams struggling defensively. And for Cincy, 27 passing touchdowns allowed. That's top five in the league. So it's a pretty good spot for some of these Oakland wide receivers, these pass catchers, and even Doug Martin. I mean, honestly, as crazy as it may sound there's gonna be some points scored in this game both of these defenses are completely checked out yeah yeah that makes sense all right so that covers us for cash we're gonna get into the gpp picks before we do i want to thank today's sponsor pristine auction they are the most amazing place for sports memorabilia because it is an auction 
on their website. You can bid on anything you want. You only pay if you actually win it at the price you want it. And they are, we know these people. They're local to Arizona where uh, where our home base is. We've been to their facilities. We know that every single signature there is authentic. We read off every day on our podcast all the deals that are going. You're finding signed jerseys for well under $100 over and over and over. I'm literally on the website right now. Three and a half hours left on a couple of these daily auctions, and they change hundreds every day. Mike Ditka jersey, three and a half hours left, is at $31.50, signed JSA certified. (laughs) A Taylor Gabriel for $31.50, Corey Davis for $31.50. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. So you're looking for a great Christmas gift, a great uh, gift to yourself. You go on to Pristine Auction. Treat yourself. You go on to Pristine Auction, P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com, bookmark it, check it every day, find the deals, bid on it until you win it at an amazing price. You won't be disappointed. And when you make your completely free account, make sure you let them know that you heard about them from the Fantasy Footballers DFS show. Let's talk the GPP. You down with GPP? Now, GPP factors in a lot of things. This is not where you got to beat one other person. You got to be near the best. You got to have an all star lineup. You got to hit across the board. And here's the thing you can't hit across the board with what everybody else is playing. Otherwise, you're just in another sea of other people. And, you know, then it's one person on your lineup that kind of pushes you down. You've got to have the right guys to win a ton of money. This is where you win $10,000, $20,000, million, these big tournament plays. Um, you, you need monster games, and you need them from who you might not expect. So is that is that an accurate assessment? Anything I left out That's there a fantastic from assessment. you two experts? That's spot on. You're darn right it was. Uh, all right. Uh, ben, who can we put in at quarterback – that we might not see coming. Well, we want to do the top-down approach and look at these games that we like the most. So that's what you know. It's kind of what we've done. I like this this Dallas and, and Indianapolis game, and again, I like the Steelers and Patriots game. And you get the beauty of this game. Plus, you can get the home quarterback at a little bit of a low ownership percentage because Big Ben gets injured last week. Not only does he get injured, he disappoints a lot of people in a good spot. And now he's got the rib injury. Uh, He's missing a little bit of practice that's going to scare some people, but he's going to be out there because the Steelers are literally fighting for their playoff lives. And again, I always get really excited if I can get the home quarterback in a good game that's also a very good fantasy quarterback at a low ownership percentage because the, the spot is still good for Big Ben. The Patriots are 23rd in passing yards allowed per game and 19th in pass DVOA. So, um, you know, let's continue to ride Juju and AB and all these studs who have the chance to go nuclear again because James Conner might not play. So the same thoughts we had last week are still on board this week. And then the kind of the under the radar guy who's super cheap is Nick Mullins. And he throws for over 400 passing yards against the same Seattle defense uh, who you may be afraid of because Kirk Cousins just absolutely pooped it up. But Mullins goes over 400 a couple weeks ago on the road. Now he gets to play at home, and he's actually fifth in passing yards per game in the league. Now it's a smaller sample size, 
only five games. But, you know, never underestimate the beauty of Kyle Shanahan. Nick Mullins has thrown for more passing yards than Andrew Luck, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, etc. And, you know, I've talked about it a lot this season. Yes, the Seahawks defense is is pretty good, but they're not as good as we've come to know. So Mullins, especially at $4,800, you can get him low owned. He has high upside and he's super cheap. He's that under the radar guy that I'm looking at that, you know, if you love your lineup and then you only need a quarterback, it's like, oh, but I can't find anybody for sub five. I'm here to tell you Nick Mullins makes some sense. This is the type of play where you grab Nick Mullins and Dante Pettis or some combo yeah. like that where if it turns out Dante Pettis, like he did against yeah. San Francisco two weeks ago, has a big blow-up game, that is such a leg up in a tournament because not many people have them. It's a huge – you know, you set one of your lineups with with that uh, with that combination. All right, Meany, who do you have at quarterback? I, I'm just going to throw one out there. I love Dak this week. I really do. Yeah, it's hard not to like Dak and and just the the combination with Amari Cooper and what these guys have been able to do over the last six games. And, you know, he took advantage of a leaky Eagles secondary last week that worked out for us that call 455 yards, three passing touchdowns. And, you know, he's just been pretty safe. I mentioned how I was going to talk about him when I was mentioning luck. I I think Dak is is still a strong cash play if you want. He's very affordable. He's $5,500 on DraftKings. Ben is talking about cheap plays. I mean, a couple weeks ago, Josh Allen was in the millionaire maker lineup. You, You can get by with rostering these 5,000 or below quarterbacks in terms of price. And so he's averaging 20 fantasy points per game over those six contests with Cooper in the lineup. He also has three rushing touchdowns in his past five games. You guys are talking about Zeke and his ability to catch the ball. I mean, if you want to get away from Zeke just a little bit in some of your tournament lineups, I think a stack could be Prescott and Cooper. I mean, that would have worked out for you last week, even <laughs> if you did avoid Zeke. And if you want to play Zeke, you can because of the ability that he catches balls and you have that that upside where maybe he will bring in a, a pass from Dak and that's a boom double score right there from both of your guys so it's not a bad matchup and not a bad spot for him and then there's Kirk Cousins who I think a lot of people will be down on Uh, you know Ben mentioned poo-pooed in Seattle it was you know 10 fantasy points in each of his last two starts offensive coordinator John DiFilippo is is gone usually there's a spark in the offense when when you see a change at you know offensive coordinator and I think Zimmer's going to get back to maybe running the football a little bit more Adam Thielen zero targets in the first half of that football game last week there's no excuse for it so for Cousins at home it has been pretty good for most of the season I know the offensive line is not great but I think they'll establish the run we'll talk about that in a little bit but 27.5 is the highest team implied total of the week for the Vikings their home favorites big time here and for Miami they've you know we just talked about Brady lighting them up last week I know that's Brady but he hasn't had phenomenal games this year Miami ranks fourth in yards allowed and eighth in passing yards allowed and they've given up the seventh most points to quarterbacks so I think it's a decent spot for him I don't know if anybody will actually be on Kirk Cousins because he's not cheap no I the thing (laughs) is that I like about him is his ownership percentage has to be very low after what we saw last week, who wants to play Kirk right, Cousins? Right, exactly. And that's where, you know, look, we've anybody listening to the show, they lo- we love football. We've watched enough football to see that what you know is going to happen just doesn't yep. ever happen. I mean, all the time, oh, this team's just a shoe in. They're clearly going to win. They get smoked. And so, yeah, Kirk Cousins has a bad game. You cannot just project last week onto next week. And uh, Kirk Cousins could absolutely come out, shake that off. He's a vet. Have a great game. All right, running backs. Oh, man. I like one. I I don't like one, Ben, of yours. <laughs> Let's start with who I like. Talk about Leonard Fournette. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, there's exceptions to this rule, of course, but in general, the best way to be contrarian at the running back position is to still have the guaranteed volume there and then just kind of find a guy that, you know, didn't hasn't performed lately, but that volume is going to give him a chance to have a huge game. Exactly. And that's Leonard Fournette. He has a horrible game on primetime TV, but before that, he comes back from injury and he was getting all the touches and he was producing. And so we look at this spot, especially with the Jaguars at home against Washington, who's starting Josh Johnson, a um, journeyman quarterback who has a six to 11 touchdown to interception ratio on the year. And Washington is 25th in run DVOA. So this is a spot where Fournette could completely go the other way and just have a big game. And then, yes, I agree with you, Jason, that the other guy is a is a big risk. It's Marlon Mack. But I think that there's upside here at only $4,500 in this game that I like a lot. The Colts are at home. Mack is still 19th in the league in opportunities per game. He benefits from playing with Andrew Luck on this Colts team. That's eighth in yards per game, eighth in points per game. Dallas's defense is legit, especially at linebacker. That makes it tough. But don't forget, Mack should still offer a little bit of upside in the passing game as well. Um, so there's a little bit to like, but again, in general, I definitely like to be more contrarian in terms of finding a guy like Leonard Fournette. So that's going to be my main guy in this segment. But, uh, you know, both you can keep your eye on. Yeah, I mean, I, it's definitely contrarian in the sense that, you know, a, a lot of people aren't going to love the matchup. I love Marlon Mack. I mean, I think he's talented. Mm. So if you if you think he's going to be low owned and he's talented and he's with Andrew Luck, who we like, I, I could see the contrarian tournament play there. Sure. I just. You know, and he's I'm cheap buying enough into this forty five hundred dollars. Buying into this Dallas uh, linebacking core right now. All right, Manny, uh, take us back to Minnesota. Yeah, I'm going back to Manny for for Dalvin Cook here. So if you don't want to play Kirk Cousins, fine. <laughs> you know, I can't really blame you. I am going to roll him out in tournaments. I I feel pretty strong about him this week, but I also feel strong that, like I said, the change at offensive coordinator. Maybe this team wants to establish the run a little bit. I know the offensive line hasn't been great, but I look at the last game with Dalvin Cook, 13 carries last week, the most he's seen since week one. He's been in and out of the lineup all year long, dinged up with injuries, but he's put together three decent fantasy games in a row now, where he scored at least 15 points. Cook has a he's got 139 rushing yards on 21 carries in his last two games, 13 catches on 17 targets over that span, at least three catches in seven of his eight games this season. So he has that boost on DraftKings. He's definitely affordable. I don't think he's on anybody's radar. And for Miami, as much as they've struggled against the pass, they've allowed the third most rushing yards this season. So that's a decent spot for him as well. And then Kenneth Dixon is interesting to me. $5,700 on FanDuel, more of a discount over on DraftKings. You look the price and it's $3,500. I do honestly still feel like this is going to be a running back by committee. That's why I can't fully trust Dixon or Gus Edwards in cash. There's definitely some risk here playing Dixon, but he's trending up and Edwards is kind of trending down, especially over the past couple games. We've seen a decline in carries and I think Dixon is heading in the right direction, at least eight carries in his last two games. He's totaled 96 yards. He had that red zone opportunity, which he cashed in for a touchdown. That's a positive for him. And I think Baltimore really, as much as they they want to lean on the run and attack Tampa Bay, which they will do in this game. I think they're kind of, 
showing their hand when Edwards comes on the field because he's got zero catches in his last four games where right. Dixon can catch. Montgomery's coming in and catching a little bit, so I think there's some upside for a few passes. And let's be honest here, Dixon's pretty good. He's definitely the best of the three backs. It's just been a matter of health with them. And he, I think talent will, will overtake here or the other two guys. And Tampa Bay has allowed the fourth most rushing yards over the last four weeks, so a really good spot for him. Plus, Ben mentions, which is the key, heavy home favorites and just leaning on the right. Love the Dixon call. Love it. I wrote about him in cash. It makes a lot of sense. Which is crazy. Especially if you are playing on DraftKings. We have a tool in the DFS pass that's kind of a DraftKings fan duel value uh, chart. Shows kind of how much everybody's being valued. And certain players are, you know, you say, oh, they're undervalued, but only on one platform. And Kenneth Dixon's a perfect example. Uh, he's basically two and a half percent less of your budget on DraftKings than he is on FanDuel, which is crazy considering he's the pass catching back there. Um, and DraftKings is full PPR, yep. so I, I like that. All right, wide receiver uh, Ben, I see. Are you are you assuming that uh, the ownership is going to be lower because of Patrick Peterson? Is that why you're going this route? That's exactly what I'm saying, and it's Julio Jones at home. I mean, we don't have to spend too much time on it. Patrick Peterson is very good, but we see this from time to time. Like when this is the projected matchup, no one wants to play him, but wide receivers, as we saw last week with so many of these studs in great spots. You know, Antonio Brown disappointed and this can happen. These these players just don't get as many chances. And so they're going to be up and down. But if Julio Jones at home, who's having just a complete monster season, he's first in receiving yards by a country mile, uh, then he, uh, you know, is going to be loaned and he can win you leagues. And, you know, people are going to want to avoid that price as well. I totally get that. But he's a guy that I'm interested in for all of those reasons. And then Meanie's talking about Dak Prescott. I, you know, you love Dak Prescott. I wrote up Dak Prescott in cash. There's another guy that's uh, not Amari Cooper, but he's super, super cheap, and he is getting volume in this offense. Um, and that's Michael Gallup. He's completely under the radar which we like for tournaments. He's seen 22 targets over the past three weeks, which is pretty solid volume. He's gotten at least six targets in every one of those last three games. And so if he can turn those opportunities, which are pretty healthy, in a pretty good spot with Dak, who's, you know, showing out lately, um, you know, if he's the guy that has the big game instead of Cooper at that price and at that ownership percentage, I'm intrigued. And again, because he's in this Cowboys Colts game in the dome where I think there's going to be points scored that elevates him up a little bit as well, puts him on my tournament radar. And so does and so is Dante Pettis, as we already talked about when we talked about Mullins. But uh, I wanted to get the cheaper guy in there as well. Yeah, that uh, that makes sense. I mean, obviously, it's a price thing. I don't think Amari Cooper is poorly priced. Obviously, Gallup will be less owned. But speaking of Cooper, Meany, are you willing to take him in tournaments? Yeah, I mean, it's he's really been a mainstay for Ben and I here over the past few weeks, ever since the trade in the articles and in the pod. I mean, his price is slowly moving up. $6,600 on FanDuel is just, it's it's not good enough. I think he's a big-time value over there. And $7,500 in DraftKings, he's starting to get up to that upper tier. But 
you know, again, don't need to spend too much time on him, but at least 75 yards in four um, games where he's had six total touchdowns ever since he's been a Cowboy. He's got six games there, and he's averaging eight targets, six catches, and 107 yards per game over those six contests with the Cowboys. So uh, another good spot for him, and and why not continue to roll him out? Again, he, his ownership may be high in tournaments with what he's done lately, but I think he can also play him in cash. And then, you know, Ben, you mentioned Julio Jones. I just wanted to give a shout-out as well to um, Calvin Ridley. Is I, I think when I was looking at Marshawn Lattimore when he was kind of having his way with Julio and those two games today with Ridley, 15 catches, almost 300 yards and four touchdowns. So I think he's an option as well. And then another cheap guy, it's the same with what you were saying, Jason, when you pair a low quarterback up like perhaps Mullins and Pettis, and maybe you can do that with Allen and Robert Foster. Is He's not a strong playing cash. He's just honestly just a flyer, a cheap play here, at least 94 yards in three of his past four games. He's coming off a game where he had eight targets and seven catches for 104 yards. Now, before that, it was usually just one or two grabs, a couple targets. wasn't really intrigued with that, but I loved the usage last week. And Zay Jones is struggling to run a proper route or catch a football. So I think Foster is is the number one option for Allen right now. And Detroit, 31st against the pass. I was talking about the, the matchup that's nice for Allen. And the fourth most yards allowed to wide receivers over the last four weeks. So think about Foster in a tournament. Yeah, and you can't really look at Foster season-long outlook and no. say, well, he was barely involved and then he had one good game. Well, it, it came off the heels of them cutting the two wide receivers ahead of him. Right. So yeah. he's he's going to be out there. I don't uh, I don't mind that. All right, tight end. Swing for the fences here. How much money is it going to cost me? Ben? Yeah, I realize I'm running the risk of beating a dead horse a little bit, um, you know, but we can never take what Vance McDonald did away from us in the playoffs last year. Uh, and he just he always is going to offer that upside. Again, we've talked about this Steelers Patriots game. The Steelers are at home and every once in a while, McDonald ha- having that pass catching role in this high volume pass offense might not have James Conner again. The, the upside is going to be there. And so is the matchup. Not only is, is new England vulnerable against the pass, but they're 31st in DVOA against tight ends as well. So every once in a while, Vance is going to have that. And what continues to bring me back to it is his price. He continues to be in that sub 4,000 range. And that's, you know, cheap enough to be affordable, but also, you know, not that much more expensive than the dirt cheap options that you're going to be looking at if you're trying to save money. So I'm continuing to look at Vance as long as he's priced around $3,900 on DraftKings. All right. How about you, Manny? Yeah, I mean, I think it's we always talk about cheap plays at the tight end position in tournaments. I understand that's usually my strategy as well, but it's also pretty contrarian to spend up at the position. And, you know, George Kittle is a, he's a superstar in the making. He really is. Seven yes, catches he is. over 200 yards last week. He's he, he really is phenomenal. If you're going with the Mullins, uh, play a quarterback. I mean, why not George Kittle? At least nine targets in four straight games, at least eight in six of his last seven games. And he also has at least four catches in 12 of his past 13 games. So I know there's some fear to spend up at the tight end position afraid of that dead game he just doesn't have it in him all right what about defenses who you got ben yeah the jags looked awful last week but in tournaments i think we definitely have to still look at them at home against washington who's just completely beat up now i wish mark sanchez was starting uh but josh johnson again six to eleven touchdown to interception ratio in his entire career so the jags make sense and then i also like the ravens i want to throw them in too because they're at home They've been phenomenal all year, and they're playing against a Buccaneers pass-happy offense where there's more opportunities for sacks and more opportunities for turnovers and interceptions. So looking at both of those defenses. Okay, Meany, who can we pivot to off of them? 
so if you're playing on FanDuel, it's really hard to ignore the Bears. They're the 11th price defense on FanDuel. What? It's nuts. I, I know. Yeah, exactly. Too much Aaron Rodgers respect. On DraftKings, way too much Aaron Rodgers respect for a guy who hasn't thrown more than two passing touchdowns since week five. He's been held under 200 passing yards in three of his last five games. Number one coverage defense, according to Pro Football Focus. That's the Bears. Football Outsiders has them best against the pass and the run. Uh, they're fourth in sacks, so this is a really good... Sp- don't don't shy away from their Rodgers matchup, especially on FanDuel. I think they're a good price on DK. Well. Not after All what right. we saw last week against the Rams. They're at they're, home again. Yeah. That price is disrespectful. Yeah, no yeah get bodied, Bears. All right, let's talk our favorite stacks. <laughs> stack attack. All right, uh... Ben, you go first. What's your stack that you're rolling out this week? I mean, you guys are all over it. I already talked about really liking the spot for Tom Brady, especially factoring in price. And I just can't get away from Julian Edelman like we talked about what we've seen uh, the Steelers um, struggle with all year covering the middle of the field. And Edelman's been eating. I mean, Edelman is up there in targets per game when you factor in his suspension. He's getting looks inside the red zone and in the end zone. And this is just that classic spot for Edelman to have a big big game so i really like that stack of brady and edelman and if you want to go super stack why not keep it going throw somebody else in there too but really like those two all right meanie yeah i'll go the other side of the football game with ben and juju i know it's an expensive stack but uh this is a pretty good spot and you know again ben mentioned connor probably not going to play in this game i could see ben throwing the ball 50 plus times well now i can't take a stack from this game you guys have them all (laughs) i'm gonna go over to that uh indianapolis colts game i am stacking with dak and amari i think that the the price the savings you get from two guys that have just been hot and on a roll is gonna be worth it but uh tom brady julian edelman love that one as well and now Everybody's favorite, yours, mine, the people at home's favorite segment, the Battle Royale. DFS Battle Royale. All righty. Last week, we got to take a little second here and talk about some strategy and what went right, what went wrong. Uh, I smoked you guys the last time that I went with the normal strategy of take a stud, <laughs> take stud running backs and fill your roster out the best you can. And then this last week, I was just, oh man, the Justin Jackson prices and Jeff Wilson's and Jalen Samuels they were too juicy, and I could get all the top wide receivers that did not perform well. Uh, you know, when you pay up for a wide receiver. They're not always as consistent as running backs. That's one of the things that's just a fact from data analysis over you know the last decade, the last well since forever, uh, because volume is not assured. So I'm going back this week, uh, but I'm I'm going I'm going crazy. I'm swinging the pendulum as far back as I can. You'll see in a second. But I want to hear your guys' lineups first. Me? Go ahead, Ben. You you want you had the oh, okay. We'll go with Ben's first. Who I'm scared. Um, yeah, the the smash the stud running backs in worked. I'm kind of doing that, but not all the way. That's why I'm a little scared. So I got Zeke and Joe Mixon in there, uh, but my flex is Kenneth Dixon because he's so cheap. And I love everything you said, Meanie. So I got Dixon in there. That allows me to play Tom Brady and Julian Edelman. I'm going to play Jordy Nelson because how cheap he is. That allows me to play T.Y. Hilton. Going to continue to to ride with my boy Vance McDonald, as we talked about. And then that gives me enough money to go with the Jags at home against just a completely atrocious, banged-up Washington offense. So that's the lineup. Leaves me with no money left. Wow. Spinning, capping out. All right, Ben – or Chris – 
Mine fits like a glove too, Ben. Zero dollars left over. Brady's also my quarterback. You know, I had Allen in there originally, but I had the hundred dollars left over. And honestly, it is an upgrade. It's a, it's it's a ceiling play here for Brady. Joe Mixon, Leonard Fournette, they're my running backs. Julian Edelman as well. Juju Smith Schuster and at wide receiver, I like the Jordy Nelson call at forty two hundred dollars. Now I you know I have Derrick Henry in as my flex, and I want to play a running back and a tight end from the same team. So I was you know I was kind of thinking about Ferkser just slightly. Uh, I got Vernon Davis in there right now $3,200 and then the Chicago Bears defense at 29 yeah the Chicago Bears defense is a good pickup so we are three for three on tapping out our, our salary this week that is not something you have to do oh. but we are all ending up at zero dollars my mine is a little bit crazier like I said I am swinging the pendulum testing this theory to the extreme I started my lineup with Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott yep, yep. and let me tell you something when you put those two in, you have no money. <laughs> so, so we'll see how I, I, I'm able to squeeze it in. I actually went with uh, Jordan Howard in my flex. I know it, okay. we're playing on DraftKings, so it's full PPR. He's not the pass-catching guy, but he's coming off of a game where he has over 100 yards rushing. He's playing against a Green Bay Packers defense that doesn't scare me at home as a favorite, and he's $3,900, so I was fine with that. Uh, it left me a situation where at quarterback, I had to dig a little deeper. I'm going with Marcus Mariota, who for the last five weeks has been a top 12 quarterback. Last week, he was Derrick Henry out of being able to be a quarterback at all. And so I think his value is, uh, is there. And my wide receiver crowd is Tyler Lockett. He should get a touchdown against San Francisco. T.Y. Hilton, just too good a price. I'll skip one that's gross and dirty and yucky. Talk about the Falcons' defense. They're only $2,700. Uh, Josh, Josh Rosen and a banged-up offensive line and a hurt David Johnson, they're not going to be able to score. Atlanta's at home. I'm playing the Falcons' defense. So that left me a solid $3,400. And so I'm scraping along the bottom of the lists for a wide receiver. Ooh. And I'm just wondering if we're going to see a little bit of the Patriots' defense that we saw against Minnesota where somehow they seemingly double-covered both uh, Stefan Diggs and oh Adam God. Thielen seemingly every play. And it was like, he's gonna do it. I'm going to do it. Do I'm it. going Ryan Switzer, full PPR. Switzer. He could end up with six receptions for a good old 35 yards. I'd be just fine with that. Wow, that's that's a nice tournament nugget right there. Yeah, that's huge. There you go. All right, uh, anything else for the people that they should know? Hey, if you're going to... Uh, play draft. You can play on draft.com slash ballers. Use the code ballers if you're signing up for a new uh, for a new time with FanDuel, with DraftKings. Anything you guys want to tell the people out there, Ben or Chris? I'll say something about draft. Draft's awesome, and you don't have to roster a tight end. So yes. <laughs> Just have an awesome and successful week 15, everybody. Yeah, we have wish you the absolute best, people. Hey, when you win this week and next week and the week after that using the DFS Pass from DS DFSPass.com. Send us your screenshots. Tag us yeah, at we the love FF Ballers. We'll retweet them out. Love seeing everybody winning these huge money lineups uh, on our back from Ben and Chris and myself. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.